I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I got a job as a spy. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you that I was a spy because that's the rule and whatever. Do you think you'd work it out? Um, well, A, I don't think you're going to get a job as a spy. That's the perfect reason to do it. <laughs> and B, yes, I do think that I would work it out because you're a terrible liar. Or mm-hmm. I already am a spy and you just don't know. Yeah. Think about it. Um, again, don't think that's the most likely situation. Got you filled. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome, NSA, for the Edward Snowden special of I Only Like You, <laughs> the podcast where I talk about things I don't like, Sine talks about things she doesn't like, we talk about movies we like, if we like them, if not, we don't like them. I think that's the most concise the, introduction to the podcast that's the yet. Tagline. <laughs> that's the tagline. That's on the posters. Today we're talking about Snowden, the movie about Edward Snowden, the spy. <laughs> Not actually a spy, is he? And but also talking about Louis Theroux's My Scientology movie. He isn't a spy, he's a documentarian. He is, it's a true fact. But before that, we're gonna talk about youth. Ugh. Hate him. <laughs> Alright, on to the movies. Recently we've had two strange encounters with little people, children, if you will. Hate children. And the thing is, we don't hate children because we're not children anymore. We hated children when we were children. But I think we like our own children. We like nice children. We don't like shithead children. We like little cute kids, don't we? Yeah. The first story, this little fella down the road. (laughs) It was a hot day. We were walking down to the shops and he was at the front of his house and he had a water pistol and as we approached, like we walked past, he was spraying it. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. But then he sprayed it at me. He wet me. And when he turned to him with his arms outstretched, like, what are you doing? And he went, oh, sorry. And then ran inside. I don't know whether he meant to get you. I think he was honestly just trying to work it and then didn't even think that it would As he was pointing you. it at me. It, I know, but it was so strange. He didn't seem like he was trying to get you, though, did he? I don't think so. <laughs> He seemed shocked that he actually had done it. But it was so bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so strange. It was just him there too. It wasn't his parents or anything. It was just this little kid. And it was it was kind of a hot day, so I didn't really mind that it, that it got wet. Like it would have been worse on a cold day, I suppose. Or it would have been worse if I was wearing nice clothes or something like that. But Maybe just weird. don't wet passes by. Well, what's he doing with the water pistol by himself? Playing? Are you allowed to have one? No, but by yourself, what do you do? What? Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe wall. he's an only child and that's all he's got to play with. Maybe. Yeah, I wasn't too upset by that. I was just really freaked out by it. It was a really weird thing that happened in my life. 
I'm glad you were there to experience it with me because you wouldn't have believed me. No, I don't think I would have believed you if you came home and told me. But that thing happens to me all the time, doesn't it? Little strange little things like that. Yeah, little stories that would never happen to anyone else. The other story you were there for too. Oh, my God. This is actually going to get me really angry. I wanted to punch her in the face. And you know what? If I punched her in the face and the cops got called on me, they'd let me go because they'd be like, fair enough, Sine. She freaking deserved it. Can you tell us what happened? Okay, sorry. Lonnie and I were house-sitting and we went to a strange sort of place to get some be- <laughs> to get some pizza. <laughs> what? <laughs> Setting the scene. It wasn't strange, like... Well, no, it wasn't strange. A back alley. Well, it was a bit. It was on a main road. Well, yeah, but it was creepy and dark. It was night time. <laughs> I guess that was why it was dark. It wasn't like we were in a different dimension or something. <laughs> it was it was unfamiliar to us. What, what you're trying to say? I said strange. Okay, yeah, look, up strange the, the, <laughs> <laughs> look up strange. Look up strange. In a what? In a thesaurus, and you will in find in one of those books with lots of words. Yeah, <laughs> in a thesaurus, and you will find unfamiliar will be a synonym. Yeah, that's good. That's, so I agree. therefore, I was fine with using the word strange. Yeah, good. 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 Anyway, good. So we were walking up the street and saw this girl and she was with her friends and they were looking at the bus timetable and I'm like, okay, you're very young to be out on your own, but that's fine. You're obviously waiting for the bus. This girl came up to us as we were walking the streets and she started getting in our face. Literally like in our face. And she was like, could you guys kiss? Oh my God, you guys are the best couple ever. Can you guys just kiss for me? And we were like, no, no? what? And, and just we just kept, kept walking, walking but yeah. she kept following us, like walking next to us. Like for a few hundred meters. For like the whole block, mm-hmm. she kept going. And she just kept going, kiss, 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 the whole like time. being egged on by her friends. Yeah. And she's like, please, please. And I went to her, why? Mm. Like, what? Why? She's like, just because, just because, just because. Lonnie tried to pull her leg by saying, we're actually brother and sister. And she went, oh my God, are you brother and sister? But she still wanted us to kiss. Seriously, that didn't stop her. Mm, didn't stop her. <laughs> so we went into the lab and came back around on the opposite side of the road. She was standing on the gutter, like seriously close to getting hit by a car, and screamed at the top of her lungs, kiss, to us, just over and over, just screaming. And it, it's a bit weird to be, like, intimidated by a little girl, but it was kind of creepy, wasn't it? It was. She didn't. We just kept walking. She'd get she'd bored. She'd shut up and she'd leave. She kept following us and kept, like, being yeah. in our face. She's off her meds, obviously, wasn't she? Yeah. Where were her parents? She would have only been, like, what? Would have been over 12. No, no, I was thinking more like 9 or 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was she doing? I just, oh, it angered me so much. And it puts you off the whole night, you know? What's up with kids? Just as people? Yeah. Well, I guess they haven't learnt things yet. Yeah. We went like that, were we? No, definitely no. not. I wouldn't have even looked at a stranger, let no. alone followed them halfway up the road. Very weird. But what would have happened, though, if we'd kissed? Like, obviously, Lonnie and I are together and we kiss regularly. And I, I love to kiss. <laughs> but I felt funny doing it because she demanded that we do it. Like, I didn't want to do it just because she was saying it. Well, even if she'd asked nicely. It's a weird thing to happen. Right. And But she was she asked weirdly. But know. if we had done it, maybe she would have gone away. I don't think so. I think she was just no. creepy. She was going to 
She's going to keep her friends up to no, no good, you know. But what did she... Why does she want to see two people kiss? Does she not have the internet? You can you, see plenty plenty of that online. You can see more than that online, <laughs> I've, I've been told. Oh, you wouldn't know from personal experience? <laughs> what are we going to do if, like, our child becomes that child? Um, I think you just take them back to the hospital. There's yep. been some sort of mistake. Can we get a good one? Right. But this would be, like, nine years later. Uh, you just could keep the receipt. Oh, okay. That's how it works. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, no problem then. Refund. Mm. Youth. What's their deal? You know, the very fact that you use the word youth makes you sound like 80 years old. Yes. However, if you look in the thesaurus, you'll find that it's a perfectly, perfectly good word to use to describe young people. You are such a smartass. <laughs> well, the NSA... Apparently they're no good, Sine. No, they're great. We love them. I don't want to say anything bad in this podcast. We are fully supportive of the government. We love governments. <laughs> in case you didn't pick up, we have watched the film Snowden. Um, it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and other people. <laughs> He's the only important one. And it's all about the real person, Edwin Snowden, who leaked all the NSA documents a couple of years ago, that revealed that the government has been spying on people all around the world, but Australia, but America mainly, they focus on. Uh, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Strange movie. Strange movie. Hard to analyse the movie separately to the events, especially because it's based on, like, real life. And it was kind of just like a dramatisation, but also... I don't know, do you feel like it got bogged down in some of the, the facts and like trying to get along across the story rather than making a compelling movie? I think this story probably would have been better told as a documentary. Yeah, there has been a documentary. Have rather been, yeah. than a dramatisation. I don't know what the, yeah, the fictional aspects of it, like making it a movie movie, mm-hmm. how is that adding anything to the story, which is already quite interesting. Yeah. The trailer alone made me go around to our computers and put post notes over the webcams yeah. because it freaked me out that much. Mm-hmm. So after watching the movie, my mobile phone is next to me while we're recording this podcast and I'm fully aware that this conversation is being listened to. If the NSA wants to promote the podcast. <laughs> Soundcloud.com slash I only like you. <laughs> Tell all your friends. I don't know. It's all of the stones. Obviously the, the film is coming from a... Um, certain perspective and he's made lots of movies about the government and um, he tells stories with a very political edge. He's done JFK, um, he's done movies about Richard Nixon and George W. Bush mm. and um, movies about Vietnam back in the 80s. Mm. So, yeah, he, um, I don't know, he, he's he's very critical of the government, obviously. But um, I don't know, I, I got the sense that the movie was trying to make me really angry about what's happened but it didn't quite pull that off. I didn't feel angry at the end. I felt just kind of sad, like, yeah. and a bit, I felt a bit scared that. Yeah, I guess so. felt uneasy. When I came home, when we walked in the house, I was mm. like, how much of what we've done and talked about in this house has been watched by people? Mm. Like, I feel really vulnerable in yeah. your own house, totally. in your own society, which I don't know if that's the point. It's trying to make. I didn't feel angry after, though. I didn't. But, like, you know, you watch The Big Short and you have seen how, you know, 
some cowboys have ruined the financial mm. system. You feel angry about that yeah. and that the government isn't doing or can't do anything about it. And this one, I, and I felt like we're supposed to feel like that anger, but we didn't quite. Mm. I feel like I definitely, I didn't know as much of the ins and outs of the story because I hadn't seen a lot of the documentaries or anything. So yeah. I found it interesting finding out those elements. I don't know if the movie was just trying to tell us this is what's happened and now you know, whether it was, yeah, trying to make a rallying cry at the end or something that, you know, if we don't do something, if we don't elect somebody else or or rise up against this, it's only going to get worse. Mm. kind of had a foot in both camps, didn't it? It did. But they had to film the movie overseas. They couldn't film it in America. They were frightened about what might happen if they tried to film it did in they, America. Did they get yeah. shut down and everything. And there's a really interesting moment towards the end of the film, which I'm not going to spoil, which I liked mm. that they did. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that happened. And it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Be more vague, Sine. Um, But I feel like with this movie, the content is going to stay with me much longer than the film did or the performances. Yeah. JGL was great. He's always amazing. Oh, definitely. But I just feel like... I wouldn't rewatch this movie. Instead, I'd do more research on Edward Snowden. Yeah, that's fair enough. Apparently, Edward Snowden's parents thanked Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the premiere and said that they saw lots of moments of their son in him, which mm. um, JGL said was the highest praise that he's ever received as an actor when Edward Snowden's dad looked him in the eye and shook his hand and said, thank you. Like, Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know. I mean, I'm sure everyone's aware at the moment Snowden is currently living in Russia and can't come back because he'll be mm. he'll be extradited. Mm. Well, he won't get a fair trial. He'll probably mm. be um, tortured and whatever. I don't know if that happened, but he'd, he'd be arrested at least. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the movie got in the way of itself a bit because it was trying to tell the story of how he got the documents and released them to the Guardian newspaper. Mm-hmm. And also trying to tell his story over the last 10 years of working for the CIA and the government and stuff. Yeah. And certain bits of that were interesting in both strands of the story, but it felt like as soon as it got interesting in one, it went cut to the other one and then it was boring for a bit. It was very jumpy Mm. and it was told sort of in flashback with pieces. I would have just liked a chronological, sequential, linear narrative to follow what happened. I don't know that it needed the editing mm. techniques of the flashbacks and the jump cuts and the bits and pieces and the, you know, because yeah. as you said, you got right into a story and like, oh, okay, that's what he's dealing with now and then it had switched to something else. I feel like it couldn't build suspense or interest as much mm. as better as it could if it was more linear. But interesting movie though and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we saw it even though it didn't quite work for me. Yeah. You know, it's still an interesting topic and obviously that, that case is ongoing and if this movie can get more people you know, to know the story, that's the only, only a good thing. I just say if you've got a webcam on your computer, put a Band-Aid or a Post-it note over it ASAP. Good advice. Thanks. <laughs> the day after we saw Snowden, we saw a different movie but kind of related after mm. we, we noticed after we saw them, so that's why we're doing them together in this podcast. It was My Scientology Movie uh, by Louis Theroux. Now, he's a, a famous documentarian from Britain. He does lots of um, shows with BBC often looking at, you know, weird parts of um, life, especially in America. Mm. This is his first feature documentary, though, um, and it's all about Scientology, which is a very, very interesting topic. Mm. And 
I don't know. After, just after watching this, the lengths that the government has gone to to Protects. observe and protect themselves yeah. or whatever, um, watching how um, these Scientology people go to protect their quote-unquote religion is amazing. It was very much, I think we very much saw two cult movies. Yeah. One with of the CIA and one of yeah. Scientologists. Yeah. Um, Scientology's crazy, right? It is nuts. Like, actually a bit insane. And, like, personally, I think all religions are not true, so I'm not going to be on board with anyone, but there are some religions that are obviously doing good and some are doing bad and whatever, but this is just a straight-out cult of mm. crazy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you say this sort of thing, they're going to come after you. So if they, if we get a knock on the door after this podcast goes up... We'll know why. I'll be glad someone listened to it. So it'll either be the CIA that's coming for us or the Scientologists. Or, like, someone trying to give me a job. What if they give you a job, like, in Scientology? Would you take it? Uh, I might not have any choice. <laughs> no, anyway, the, the documentary is framed about... Um, Louis' interest in this, right? And he's interested in all sorts of weird and wonderful people, so he's always wanted to do a documentary about Scientology, but they are so closed off and litigious, it's really hard to do anything about them, right? Yeah. And so he sort of frames the movie by meeting up with an ex-Scientology person, one of the um, top guys who used to be their enforcer, and... He was kind of um, excommunicated from yeah, the group. Yeah, and now he's talking out against them sort yeah. of thing. And Louis... Frames a movie around um, creating a movie of Scientology. So he hires actors and auditions them to recreate moments of Scientology history, um, including um, speeches and the conventions they've had, even some of the more um, traumatic um, events that have allegedly happened, including people being, you know, held against their will or mm. being. Bad Scientologists. Mm. It's very interesting. It's the first thing I've seen of Louis Theroux. I've never seen anything of his before. But interestingly, we came home and they were doing documentary specials of all of his BBC specials. So I'd like mm. to watch more of his stuff. I think he's a really good filmmaker. I've seen one or two over the years and I've, I don't know who he is and everything, but mm. this is the first thing I've sat down from the very beginning and watched the whole thing through. So There were actually lots of humorous moments throughout it. Like He had really good timing, I thought, the yeah. way... <laughs> When he chose to end certain takes and obviously it's a documentary by someone so it's going to come from an angle. It's not going to be totally objective but it's so difficult because Scientology I don't think you could ever make a straight documentary about because you can't get someone on that side to give you the information, right? Because anytime anyone wants to make a documentary about Scientology they get so defensive and possessive and private and don't talk to anyone so then, of course, you have to speak to the other side more. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, it becomes an yeah. anti-Scientology movie. The only other thing, massive thing that's happened is the HBO one, Going Clear, that happened, came out a few years ago, mm. which we still haven't got around no, to seeing, which we really, really want really to. Like to see and that. apparently these work well together because Going Clear is more of a history of Scientology and talks about the ins and outs of it, yeah. while this one is sort of at an angle to Scientology. Yeah. Um, and it, it shows, like, as soon as they find out that, Louis Theroux was doing this, doing this sort of... It's, it's, he's doing it to get their attention, obviously. He's sort of thumbing his nose at them. Well, he's a documentarian. Of course, he wants to yeah, make he, waves he's, when he's he can. provocative and whatever. Yeah. 
But they come for him straight away. Oh, it's just... They come and try and intimidate him, trying to get him to stop, send lawyers after him and stuff. This is a... It's a really great documentary. I would really mm. recommend seeing this. Even if you don't have any interest in Scientology, it's just crazy to look at the way people work and the way they react to things that other people do. Mm. And it's mm. just... Oh, I just... it. They're so weird they're well, crazy they're not doing themselves any favors are they i just because like their stand. their idea is that we're great we're doing all these things for charity and we're just a, a loving religion yeah um and we, we think all the stuff is true and you know we're we're just doing what we think what we believe but and then everyone else wants to focus on a few like bad apples who have left the church and want to mm. make up stuff right but when someone does say something about them, they come after them like this. They intimidate them. They come and yell at them and scream at them, try and make them stop. They send lawyers after them and stuff. They're not doing themselves any favours. No. That's what I mean. If someone just came out and, like, explained stuff or, like, was really objective and logical and explained their religion, maybe there wouldn't be this kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, outrage against them. Because they believe, don't they believe that we're spending, we're going, we're all going to spend eternity in hell floating as an ember or some, something we're not Scientologists. I don't even know. But <laughs> it's just, it's not even about the religion, though, I don't think, or quote-unquote religion. Yeah. I think it's about the way that they're so defensive and cult-like and won't mm. answer any questions about anything and are so secretive and won't let any cameras anywhere. Like, what is so, what have you got to hide that's, you know, so bad? Yeah. Like, in many ways, if they let people in to film and ask questions and it was awful, mm. that would almost be better than the name they've kind of created for themselves by constantly being aggressive and defensive and mm -hmm. making such a big deal out of someone being on the property, just standing next to the fence. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, it's it's just crazy. I really liked the way that Louis... Um... It was it was about making a movie, but it wasn't about he wasn't actually making the movie necessarily no. about it. But that he was recreating these events. It's very meta, wasn't it? It was like it was, yeah. It's interesting from a filmmaking perspective that he would audition people to say these lines about this guy he's making the film about, but and then people came after him. It was just proving the point that these are the yeah, people. Yeah. And it was really interesting know, because he couldn't get testimony, I guess, from the leader of the Scientology Church he got an actor to read out transcripts of interviews so we could, you know, have someone say them instead of the words just being on screen, I guess, from a film mm. perspective. So is that the layers that yeah, are involved? Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, another another approach would be just to, to film, like, you know, have archive footage or have him knock on the door and gets knocked back and then he doesn't do it. You know, like, mm. it was interesting... I don't know if it worked necessarily, but it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. It's so crazy too the way they target poor acting students in LA. They they really target the it's either the rich celebrities. Yeah. And but or they get them in young in yeah. LA. It's creepy. It's just it was actually really creepy watching some of the exercises that they did, the Scientology exercises. Yes, they ran through some of them, yeah. Because some of them seemed scarily familiar to acting exercises that I have done in my acting classes. Yeah. Both overseas at a very prestigious method acting school and at home at a general theatre school. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those 
method actors who are very much feel the sunlight coming through your limbs, that kind of stuff, it was super similar to the crap that they talk about Mm. in this, Mm -hmm. which just creeped me out. (laughs) And I went, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like it's all very manipulative and very fake and very pretending that you're this being or that you have these powers or that you can predict things. And it's like breaking you down until you're dependent on the church. Yeah, Yeah. which is a very common thing in acting school. Yeah. Break you down. Until you can feel. Oh, until you like a blank canvas or some shit, I don't know. And you can take on other people's feelings Mm. sort of thing. Mm. Uneasy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uneasy watching. Yeah, but good. Very funny and watchable and kind of scary and creepy as well but like in a just weird way not in a not in a terrifying like oh my god a bit like tickled and yeah that was the description of tickled was that like a new zealand louis through (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah they're quite similar in their approach i guess Mm. it's all about power isn't it it's all about power absolutely and there's certain moments where the Scientology people film Louis to try to intimidate him or whatever. While he's filming While them. he's filming them. And it's like a standoff. Neither of them will back down and it's just this really, it's all about power and intimidating and, you know, being mm. in control and they can't handle it when they're not in control and it's really interesting watching how they responded. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, 100%. And I'm going to watch um, Going Clear. Yeah, and we're going to try and find everything else we can I want to find everything Louis. else. I just want to... Yeah. I want to know more about Scientology because I find it super fascinating that these people exist and I really liked Louis's approach so I want to watch more of his documentaries. So there you go. That's my recommendation. <laughs> I think it was great. Okay. Ratings for these films that we've seen. Mm. Snowden. Um, three and a quarter. Okay. Sams. Yep. Three Sams. Three out of five Sams for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd probably give a whole Sam, 100% Sam. I'd probably go four. Four, maybe four Sams for Louis, yeah. only because I would have liked a little bit more of the background of Scientology and understanding of the meanings. But interestingly, you told me going clear might give that to I me. Think so, so yeah. the other thing, though, I think Louis throws movies only ninety minutes long. I could have watched another hour of it without being. Yeah, I was really surprised it ended. It's the opposite of how we normally feel. We normally feel things drag on, don't we? <laughs> it is, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's it. It's over already. I want to know more. I want you to keep mm. going. Like I, mm. I wanted to know so much more by the end of this. But I guess it was kind of the same with Tickled. I'm not sure they could have gone any further. Yeah. They weren't getting anything. Yeah. So interesting. I guess that's when an interesting thing that documentaries do where they almost hand you the ball the audi- as the audience and go, all right, it's up to you now to go and investigate this and go follow this up if it's interesting to you. That's an important thing about Good documentary saying yeah, they do that. It actually kind of motivates you and makes you interested in the topic. So that definitely did that for me. Just a side note, I'm super terrified that this podcast is gonna be like confiscated by the CIA and ASIO and the NSA and we're all going to go to jail. One of my biggest fears in life is going to jail. Why? Because it's jail. Yeah, well you I mean you're not doing anything bad though. Like the- No, but like they could frame me. Mm. For something, anything. I'm not going to last in jail. Maybe come out real tough, though. I would last like a second and then I'd get shanked and I'd die within the first hour. We all know that that's what would happen if I went to jail. Okay. 
if you're listening, President and Prime Minister and everyone else, Sanai doesn't want to go to jail. Please don't. I haven't done anything. She'll do anything else that you want, probably. Hmm. Y- yes. She, she's not doing anything. She's a good girl, okay? Oh, uh, hate Snowden. He was bad for telling the truth about what you were doing. This isn't working. <laughs> let's, let's, let's wrap it up before okay. we do get arrested. I worry the sirens what are going to come. Stop! No, don't! <laughs> Lonnie, that's not funny. <laughs> um, just quickly, we've, we've noticed on our um, stats page on SoundCloud that we're getting a lot of listeners from around the world. If you're from around the world... Let us know. If you're that one person listening to us from Amsterdam, yep. please tell us who you are. If you're the person from New York, let us know who you are. Come let us visit you. I think we had two people from India and there was one from like Wales or somewhere. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> please send us an email at slpodcasting at gmail.com. And let all your friends know how great the podcast is. Yeah. Ish. It's okay, mm, isn't it? It's... Unless you're hate listening to us. Yeah, well, you know. I'd rather they're hate listen than no listen, wouldn't you? Love them. <laughs> That's, they're following the theme of the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Why would you ever be a spy? Why would they ask you? What would you offer to a spy agency? Um, all my skills. Like what? Being a spy? That's not one of your skills, though. Would be. Yeah, but you'd learn how to do that. Why would they hire you? Why wouldn't they? You saying I can't be a spy? I don't think you can be a spy, honey. You know what, Sam? I'm going to prove her wrong. (laughs) But you can't join it. That was the day you decided (laughs) he would be the world's best spy. (laughs) But honestly, why? (laughs) You'd never be asked. It was just a funny thing for the beginning of the podcast, (laughs) eh? That's the joke, Sine. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.